And we are live. Welcome, everyone. My name is Nikki Lopez of Nikki Lopez Creative, and you're watching The Circle, where every, well, now, no longer every Tuesday, but the first and third Tuesday of every month, I'm talking to artists, activists, social entrepreneurs, people doing great things in the world today. And today is, you know, April is Jazz Appreciation Month. So we have a very special guest and friend. We have um, Eric of, of Eric and the Jazzes here joining us tonight. Uh, thank you for being with us, Eric. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Nikki. Yes, absolutely. And so while we, we're getting started and hopping online, we are live on Facebook a couple of places. We're live on Nikki Lopez Creative. We're live in the group, The Circle. Remember, if you're watching from The Circle, the group, I cannot see your name, so you need to put your name if you're going to leave a comment. Um, we're also live on YouTube, uh, Periscope. We're live on, um, and, and then afterwards, this will be broadcast. This broadcast, you could catch a replay on any of your uh, social, on your podcast platforms. So, um, so Eric, just diving in, um, thank you for being here today. And I wanted to kind of just dive into what was, what sparked your interest in your journey into uh, jazz or music? What was that, that initial thing for you? Oh, wow, that's a heavy question. I mean, how, long, how much time do we have, 30 minutes? We got that. <laughs> okay. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, what really caught my interest was, well, first of all, well, I was born and raised in the Bronx, AKA the Boogie Down Bronx. And um, I was growing up in an era of when hip hop was just coming out. I'm talking 70s, you know, the park kind of DJs that would go out there and guys like Cool Herc and Run DMC, and I'm talking old school, right? But I had this little special place for jazz. And when I talk about jazz, as I mentioned earlier, it's what I call the real jazz. Miles Old Duke Ellington jazz, I was swing bebop jazz. Um, I had at the time um, this guy that was uh, playing in a band that was dating with his older sister. Uh, I must have been about maybe 15, 16. He was obviously about 19. Of course, you know, I mean, that I don't have brothers. I got one older sister, one younger sister. I looked up to him. Anyway, he played in a Haitian compa band. Those that don't know the Haitian Popeye band, it's a unique sound that they have. And uh, he was playing in a very, very popular band at the time there, Jet X. Anyway, um, this cat was a uh, drummer, and he was studying drumming, and he was going down to the village, old part of Manhattan in New York City. And there were uh, iconic jazz clubs like the Vanguard and uh, Road and all. And he had me tag along one time, and I had the privilege of listening to him live. This gentleman named Max Roach, who was also a drummer. And uh, that was it. I was so, when I heard this man play the drums, I said, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. So, with the help of, well, he soon married my sister. And became my brother mm -hmm. But with his help teaching me, basically, you know, paradiddles and things that drummers should know, I kind of excelled in that and all, but it was that with the seeing Maxwell play those, those pots and pans, it was all over. And I just fell in love with the music. 
then and any opportunity I can have to play jazz, I would I play jazz. It's a hard sell because again, jazz is a very intimate, personal thing. It's not like rock and roll, R and B with stadiums with jazz, you know, music. But it's very. If you, somebody told me once, by either Louis Armstrong or Miles Davis, I have to explain what jazz is. You'll never know. <laughs> it's just that it's a feeling that you get when you, mm-hmm. and that's it, you know. So again, getting back, I grew up with the hip hop. I was going out, the boys. We were going out to hip hop clubs. We were doing all that, but on the side, I always had this heart. So that's basically what sprung that whole actual. Mm-hmm. Why is jazz so important to you, and why do you feel it's important for the community? Good question. Um, it's important to me because it's an American art. And I was born and raised down Bronx, uh, although mom and dad are originally from Haiti. Uh, they came in the 80s, born in the 60s, actually 1960. So uh, jazz is an American art that to me is fading away. Um, you would have more success as a jazz musician in Europe than you would have here in the States. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, give me an example, Mickey. I've got three kids. Um, and I've been playing as American jazz since uh, about 2007. Uh, my kids, the youngest one now being 25, uh, they never come. Or they don't come to my jazz. They relate to the music. And I tell them, I say, so one day, and I hope I'm still on this planet, that light is going to go off in your head and you're going to dig one of these sounds that these musicians are doing. And you're going to say that. And it's going to hit you. And you're going to engulf it. You're going to appreciate the jazz music. I'm hoping that. I know what's going to happen eventually. You know? But uh, again, to answer your question, it, it, it's all about, it's an American art. And I... My whole mission in American Jazzers is to migrate in our community, uh, to allow the new generation to come up. We had a couple of concerts, and we dubbed it as uh, the future of the break. And what we did was we would go around to various high schools, and we would recruit students uh, that were in high school in their band. They have jazz bands. And we would invite them to come on stage and to perform with the band. And again, the members that I have in my band, uh, they graduated from Berkeley, uh, Indiana Conservatory of Music, Boston University of Miami. So these musicians are truly the real beat music. It's not only just based by. And again, it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. I I have to say that um, I love. So I'm I'm like a under low key music head. I love so many different genres of music, but uh, and, and several years I can work in silence. But one of my go to when I'm working is I have like a Pandora a Thelonious Monk and Miles Davis on Pandora. That's kind of like my go to. I'm working or I have people over and chill out vibe because it's just, you get the appreciation of the music and I'm not trying to sing along, you know, some songs, they distract you, but I just feel it's just a nice feeling 
that um, that I could work to, I could chill to, I could, you know, relax and unwind and share that with other people. And sometimes when people come in, they're like, oh, what are, what are you playing? What are you playing? So I get to hit them to that. Right. Absolutely. I was uh, watching a movie the other day. It's called uh, Concrete Cowboy. I don't know if you've seen it. I think it's on Netflix. I, I heard it, hearing about yeah, it. Yeah. The story is pretty good. It's about, you know, a group of, uh, you know, people that still had horses in Philadelphia and, you know, but there was a scene where the father was talking to the son. The son felt the father didn't love him for various reasons. And the father put on a record, and it was John Coltrane. Mm -hmm. And the music is playing. <clears throat> and the father is telling the son, you know, this man grew up without a father, and he, you know, did what he had to do. one of the greatest sax players the world ever heard. And as an example, I Mm -hmm. Because the fact that he didn't put on this or that, he put on culture, and that's my music, you know. That's mm -hmm. right. So I definitely done that. But um, yeah, I feel what you're saying. It's it's again, it's an intimate thing. I mean, I'm, you know, my audience is primarily the mature, um, and I and I'm not afraid to say it. mature, sophisticated people. They'll sit down, they'll have a glass of wine, and they will listen as opposed to dance. And again, different strokes for different folk. I'm not knocking any other genres. I did, like I told you earlier, I was into hip hop. I love my r and I love, there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. 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 As, you know, it's like cool out time, like right now, you know, you, know, mm -hmm. you just listen to some nice jazz and you get into it, feeling, real nice feeling. And we, we have a couple of comments, let's see. Uh, we have Stephen Tiger saying hi, Eric. Hey, Stephen. That's um, <laughs> yeah, his uh, wife, uh, Yvette Norwood Tiger. Uh, uh -huh. Sings quite a bit with us and all that. And that's her husband, Stephen. So, hey, big up, Steve. <laughs> I see you, buddy. Yeah. We also have Leslie. Hello, Nikki. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Um, and oh, what about the vocals? I guess that uh, Stephen had a question about the vocals. Mm. Thanks for Thank watching. watching. <laughs> Jack is my Haitian brother. Oh, nice. West Palm Beach. Actually, he's going to set up something relatively soon. I believe it's a restaurant and all. And he's absolutely Jack. I didn't forget you, baby. We're going to do that. We're going to knock it out. We're going to go to West Palm Beach and do that. Yeah. Um, what about the vocals? Yvette Norwood Tiger. He is a phenomenal singer. Donald Jackson, uh, I mentioned he just did a show with the city of Papano and she was featured there. Uh, actually, we are doing one at the end of this month, I believe. I will be MC for the evening. And Yvette heads the uh, jazz, the Palm Beach International Jazz Festival mm. being held at the Kravitz Center in West Palm Beach. Uh, so it's the end of the month. Uh, Stephen, please type it in. I believe it's April 24th. I want to say it's 24th of Saturday. Say it is, Nikki. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I know they're going to kill me if I don't know it. I believe it's yeah, April 24th. Yeah, Saturday. It is? Okay. That's that's when there's a uh, matinee show, a 2, a, uh, 2 p.m. show, and then the evening show. And she's got a great lineup there, Jesse Jones Jr. I mean, this is the third year that she's been hosting this thing. And uh, again, it's just another means of keeping jazz vibrant in the community. And we get a pretty good turnout. So if you haven't got your tickets, guys, get your tickets. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And then after, if you want to send me the link, I could share it under the post or, and it will share it on my page as well. So. Yeah. Uh, Stephen, please, please, Stephen, if you're listening, send the link, send the link. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Nikki. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, have you ever had um, any challenges or overcome any challenges of, about being a musician or a jazz musician? Yeah. yeah I, um, um, again, Meeting and hearing Max Roach and studying the drums with my then guy's name, sister now, brother in law. Um, I thought for sure that's the direction that I take, but unfortunately, I guess the man upstairs had different uh, ideas. I ended up, uh, you know, musician, it, it's a hard sell, especially jazz. Um, and have great musicians out there. And unfortunately, I don't know what it is. As I mentioned earlier, you know, you have a lot of musicians, jazz musicians that are they're making their way out to Europe because or Asia, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to here in the States. Times have changed. Back in the day, back in the day when these guys were, were live and talking about bird, and I keep mentioning these guys as masters. Um that was that was the genre. Everybody was into swing jazz, but now there's so many other genres that are coming in. And then, and again, the jazz music twisted a little bit. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, I go into a club. They're advertising jazz. I sit down. I'm ready to hear some jazz, and I find out it's not jazz, but R and B or a rock, just a triplet sound. You know, like it's, mm -hmm. I'm like, whoa, that's not jazz. But you know, again, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. Mm -hmm. I can groove with just about anything I hear. Um, but um, we had again, I'm sorry. You see, like I told you, I off. I That's fine. fine. It That's was, good. yeah, what happened was it was all about money. Mm -hmm. I couldn't make a living being a musician. Mm -hmm. um, I was young. And then, of course, my parents, they had other ideas. They didn't see a musician as some promising. Unless, you know, you're lucky enough to become Jay Z or Beyonce. You know, so they had me, you know, obviously go in a different direction. And my direction was primarily in law enforcement. Uh, I didn't the academy with the New York State Police. And I ended up doing that for a number of years before I came down to Florida. So again, I do the drumming on the side, but I couldn't do it for a living. When I came down to Florida in 1990, I wanted to get a dose of jazz. I bought a house. I live in Coral Springs right now. That's where I raised my family, my kids. Um, I couldn't go to South Beach. They had a place called the Go down there. I couldn't go there every time because it was just too far. You know? And when I go down there, I like my Merlot. And driving back might be a problem with the popo. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I, you know, I, I said, this is crazy. I mean, anything in Broward County and Baltimore. I would get that, that dose of jazz that I was looking for, the real jazz. Uh, so I simply, I don't know what it was. Uh, it was a fly or something. I don't know if you knew, but there was this gentleman, he's no longer with us today, but he is a master in his own right. Nelson Mustafa, he was the jazz professor at Florida Memorial University, which is the spoke of black college. And unlike when I went to school, kids these days, when they go to school, uh, they have to do what they call community service hour uh, and go out there and work in the doctor's office, whatever, to log in the hours in order to graduate. Well, 
Professor Mustafa, rather than his students who all graduating from music, going out there and studying or doing something unrelated to music, he had an unbelievable idea of opening up the jazz at Florida Memorial University to the community. Whether or not you're a beginner, intermediate, and or professional, come on down. He assigned me to this young cat named Jermaine Dukes, a drummer, fantastic drummer, plays for a band called Pockets Engine. First thing Jermaine said is, Mr. Eric, what do you want to learn? I said, what do I want to learn? Listen to this kid. I said, all right, I want to learn to get faster, you know, because a drummer always wants to fast, you know, and only as fast as you slow his hands. I'm a right-hander, so. And then the guy goes out and he says, yeah, well, okay. And then we were meeting every Monday night. That's what this with Melton stuff. So he says, I want you to go home for the week. I want you to hit, you know, the sticks on a pillow. You know, watch CNN 10 minutes, hit the pillow, come back another three hours, hit the pillow for 10 minutes. That was jerking me around. I, was like, I went ahead, I did it. I didn't get on my kit, I didn't do anything. I'm hitting it. My wife would look at me and was like, What are you doing? I said, Don't worry about it. I'm hitting this thing right, left, right, left on a pillow. So the following Monday, because it was Monday night, we go there from 7 to 10 o'clock. I go in there, he puts me on the there he had in his uh, studio. I got on there, I'm setting it up, and I hit, whoa, I shot myself. The key was that hitting the pillow, there's no bounce, you know? Mm -hmm. Let me get a bounce. So you're actually training your muscles in the hand. And I was impressed. I said, you're hired. Ever since then, I was going down there every Monday night from Cold Springs to North Miami, and I was listening, and I was learning everything that I needed to learn, and I got back into the moment. And that's when I was fortunate enough to meet musicians coming in. So brother named Juju Johnson, and he's no longer with us, but he was American Jazzers from day one. And he was a sax player. This guy used to play with, with bands that were back in the days, like Count Basie. This guy blew my mind. We used to do jams at the house. And, you know, we were doing it as passionate, you know, because uh, we loved the music, you know? And then one thing turned into a player. And one day, Juju, he used to say, their match, music uh, score. And he, they finally every month have a, a recital or something. It's that, you know, so a stage. So he comes up, he says, Eric, instead of jamming at your house on the Saturday, let's go to uh, Sam Mash and let's play on the stage. No, 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 no. He convinced me to go in there when he told me I'm going to play with a $14,000 kid. I was like, yo, okay, I'm down, I'm down. So when we went there, we were playing and we were getting loose and all. Somebody was shopping at Sam Ash. They heard us. They just opened up a restaurant and they booked us. And that was the very first time we got booked as a band every Sunday for one. As a somewhere in Margate. Mm -hmm. And then one thing led to another. Casino started popping. How it happens. And now we actually get hired to play and do what we love best. Awesome. And we see, let me see, oh, Yvette has, uh, okay, the link to kravis.org events slash jazz festival 2021. Um, and I have, I have Tanya, Tanya. Hello, hello, Facebook group. Oh, okay, we have some inter. So I, I know you mentioned a little bit, but like for people who may not know, um, how do you explain, how do you introduce Eric and the Jazzers? How do I introduce Eric and the Jazz? Yeah, like, who, yeah, who are the Eric the, and the Jazzers if they've never come across um, your group? 
Oh, okay. Well, as I mentioned earlier, Eric and the Jazz is, is a group of professional musicians. Um, and when I say professional, I mean professional musicians. That's one thing I won't do is compromise on the music. Mm -hmm. Although I started the band as a drummer, when I came across a drummer that was much better than me, obviously, I pleaded with him. I said, please come on board. They took over. So what happens is I surrounded myself with a number of musicians that can play the music that we're talking about with no problem. Sometimes people don't understand. You'll see everything the jazz is playing Friday night at, say, um, NYSW down in Las Olas. And then the same night, we're playing somewhere in Tampa. They see advertising and it's happening. Hey, how could you be at two places at once? That's what I mean by branding Eric and the Jazzes. I mm -hmm. won't compromise on the workmanship, but I can form two, three, four groups that can play this type of music. And that's that's how I introduced Eric and the Jazzes as a, a jazz band. Now, we're not limited to just jazz. And I tell the audience, if you want to hear R&B, you want to hear rock and roll, you want to hear polka music, just write your request on the back of a $50 bill, drop it in the bucket, and we'll play whatever you want to hear. But our primary love, love is that. the jazz. You like that, right? Yeah. I got yeah. Tim Jar right here, baby. I don't know if you can see it. Let's go. But that's that's basically you know we 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 had and again, I started the band like I said as a drummer, but I like to be the hype man as I call it. I'm from the Boogie Down Bronx. We call them the hype man. We're on stage. We just get the hype because again, it's a hard sell. Sometimes people that aren't much into jazz, I don't want to lose them. I want to mm -hmm. bring them in. I'll give me a story real quick. My kids, as I mentioned, I had three of them. They weren't coming to my show. So what did I do? I said, okay, let me incorporate something that maybe they might relate to it, which was rap. So if you come to America the Jazzes, you might hear, you know, a funky summertime, you know, I'll have you back, or I'll have, you know, finger uh, singing summertime, and I'll come in there and I'll just like hold your hands in the air. And then you wake them up, you just don't care. You know, I'll just throw that flavor in there. And people mm -hmm. would be like, oh, wait a minute here. This is changing the vibe. Just to get their attention. It didn't work. Then my kids told me my rap was old school. They couldn't <laughs> even relate to it. So I said, ah, forget about it. So I okay. said, right, we'll play it. Yeah. Well, we do <laughs> have a little clip that I'm going to cue up. And it's an eight-minute clip, but we'll play a few minutes of it. Um, I don't know if you want to, like, throw, like, a, a little intro out of um, what the clip is about that we're going to see. Um, uh, yeah, the clip here was uh, taped um, in uh, a place called Ginger Bay, which is downtown Hollywood. And uh, we had Juju Johnson on the sax. Um, again, he's no longer with us, God bless his soul. Uh, we had a full band out there. We had Yamin Mustafa, which is the son of Melton Mustafa, who was the uh, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, uh, trumpet player. I believe we had uh, Rita Wilburn also making an appearance there. Mm -hmm. um, this clip was simply a promotional clip that somebody filmed while we were there. And again, what I was doing at that time, because obviously I wasn't on the drums, was I was being the hype man. So, yeah. yeah, that's basically okay. what it was. All right, so I'll see a few minutes of it. Without further ado, I will let Eric and the Jazzers with Gary Mustafa perform for you. Thank you. Thank you. 
throw the link in uh, for those who may want to catch it another time. It's an eight-minute clip. Yeah, how, how, how long ago was that, Nikki? Did it say that on the... Yeah, so this particular... It's a Eric and the Jazzers promo video. It's eight minutes and 41 uh, seconds. Yeah, but how long ago was that? Does it say? Oh! oh. Yeah, okay, okay. Just curious, because that was um, a while. 2014, November 4th. Oh. And then we have someone from Facebook. It says, hi, love seeing you talking to Nikki. Jazz is happening. There was nothing like going to into a club in the middle of winter and hearing Farrell Sanders and Freddie Hubbard or John Coltrane playing. There was a very warm, warm uh, community feeling. There's nothing like it. I can, uh, I agree 100%. Yeah, that's a jazzer. That's a jazzer. Got a lot of jazzers and jazzerettes out there, Nikki. I'll tell you, for real. And uh, we're going to come back. I mean, when I say we, I'm talking about the genre. It's going to come back and it's going to come back strong because, uh, you know, it's just, it's got you. The bottom line, it's got you. It's an American art and uh, you got to keep it. Right. 
and and you are, I thank you. I thank you for allowing me the platform to share it with all your Absolutely, absolutely. Do you have you know, you've been performing um for so for so long. Do you have a memorable performance? Wow. Or at least one of them that you could share? They they all have their own characteristics. I mean, we perform small groups and large groups. My thing is again, it's the music. There was um, there was a, a time we performed. It was in La Sola, and La Sola was, uh, I think was still my, uh, like the first Friday of every month mm. that they were doing a casting on the on the green. And, you know, and we performed there one time, and um, there was this little girl that came. I'm not, I'm forget it. I'm pretty sure it was La Sola. This little girl came up. And uh, we just did a number, and we were taking a break. And she asked me if we could do Miles Davis. I think Bruno. You know, little girl asking me Miles Davis. I was like, hold on, are you serious? And then Dad came over, of course, and Dad got into it, and he says, "I told you, listen to the house. You know, it's, it's this real jazz ball." So that really blew my mind. You know, to really see the youth coming in and, and to do that. But to label one performance, it's impossible. Yeah. We used to do this gig, you know, Creepy TV every Wednesday night, Blue Jean Blues in Fort Lauderdale. And as I mentioned, the Kravitz Center, Ginger Bay, we just saw a clip. We were there on a regular. It's just, it's music. You need mm -hmm. to come to one of our shows. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I was uh, at the. Um Rita was uh, performing, and I think you were there as well at the Jazz Cafe of, like, um, by downtown Fort Lauderdale. Downtown Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, Wait, there. NYSW? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, by the track there. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Of yeah, course. I've come there. You come did, huh? Okay. Yeah. You yeah. speak, huh? All right. <laughs> All right. I got your number, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think one time, um, well, actually, I was there last, um, well, not last year, the year before last. It was around my birthday because I know I remember she called up a few people who were like, you know, uh, having uh, April celebrations. Um, and one of the times we came, it was after an art show. So it was a few of us that came in and watched the show. And and, and I've also interviewed um, Rita here. So, um Right, right, right. You know, it's funny that you mentioned because you do have NYSW that's doing a great thing over there, Miguel Pilgrim, the uh, owner and all that. And then if you go out west, you have this place called Crave. Crave is a place that is awesome. We were playing there as well, too, every Friday of every month or something to that effect. And when you get an opportunity to go to Crave, check out. I mean, there are places that, you know, mm -hmm. um, was it uh, Cafe? I don't want to as they, they're listening in on <laughs> Is it Mimi's Cafe or something like that? Mimi's Cafe. Gigi's, that's it. Yeah, Gigi's Cafe. Yeah. yeah. Man, we had that place packed, man. They were like, yo, we have lines outside wanting to get in, you know, but uh, mm -hmm. this whole pandemic and all that on us, man, it came back. 
impact for you all with the pandemic and are you doing anything virtually yeah we're doing a lot of virtual stuff but nothing live really um we um we hope that this whole thing will blow over um but um it's reality you know there are certain musicians that that's what they do for a living so they don't have a choice they have to go out there they want to get paid they gotta pay the rent, they gotta pay the mortgage. I understand that, you know? And there are some that are just not quite ready to do the live. And, uh, but even, but, you know, things are starting to open up. I can see that. And, um, you know, and this virtual thing is, is it might be the new way to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. it's definitely something that I feel, I hope that, um, people can embrace and incorporate, even if things start to go live. Because the thing is, um, even a lot of my uh, events and programming is typically local, South Florida. You know, I do travel and things like that. But I think with the virtual, you get to extend your audience, your reach to places that people who might, oh, I can't come to make it. Guess what? It's virtual. Here's a link. <laughs> yeah, you know. Let me tell you, I had a, I had somebody call me from Port of Prince, Haiti, just the other day, and they said, "Yo, I heard you going on Nicky Lopez." I was like, "What? You know about Nicky Lopez?" He said, "Yeah." <laughs> and this is Port of Prince, Haiti. Wow. All right, so, yo, so it, I, I feel you. I know exactly what you're talking about. Where you go global on this whole thing, with the, as opposed to just a local audience. Yeah, and especially because, like how you said, you know, jazz is an American um, music form, but you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, sometimes we don't we don't respect, we don't honor the things we have. Right? Someone else is going to honor it. So, <laughs> you know, um, you have all these, you know, Billie Holiday, all these musicians had to go overseas. You know, I mean, Bob Marley even, you know, nobody really paid Bob Marley any mind until he left Jamaica. And then all of a sudden, oh, I know Bob Marley. And he's a big sensation. So I think because we have technology and it's not the same as live, you can never, you know, compare. Even when I shifted, you know, normally these uh, interviews were in my home studio. And I did so much to not skip a, a Tuesday when the pandemic hit and get everything set up. And someone said, oh, you know, I'm glad that you're, you know, that you shifted, but there's gonna be a missing of the interaction when you're talking with a guest, that energy that people could see and they could feel it. So there's never gonna be anything to replace live, but I think um, we could use some of this to extend our reach as artists, as creatives, as, you know, people doing, you know, like our message, our music and art, you know, all of those things, it could be, um, we could use it to our advantage. So. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Just simply knowing that you can actually reach out to the world doing mm -hmm. what you're doing today. I mean, again, okay. Yeah. I put out, I told all my jazzers and jazzerettes to tune in. I haven't seen some of them in a while, over a year. Yeah. Now, but I'm sure you'll have people all over the world tapping into your show right now. And, and you know, that's the advantage that you have in doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I commend you. I commend, you know, I've got a very good friend of mine, Melissa Jane, that does similar shows. And all of you guys, I mean, you guys are doing a phenomenal job. And what's good about it is that you're stuck with it. It wasn't this doing it two or three times and then you disappear. You know what I mean? Yeah. You guys are professional in your own rights because, yeah. 
I gotta respect that. I gotta respect that. The, the guests that you've had that I've seen have been amazing. They've been they've been extraordinary, and they my attention when I sit down and watch your show. And um, you know, hopefully, I'll fall into that category. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> <laughs> I come on, I'm like, oh, April. That's the perfect time. <laughs> See, my wife tells me compliments and get me everything. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking, let me try that. Give me Chantal if you're looking, baby. <laughs> it my wife, yeah, my wife's in Texas, actually. Man. She's, oh. uh, yeah, she's been out there for the past three weeks now. Mm -hmm. So she's doing the Texas uh, traveling nursing thing, you know. But uh, that's all you know, we can okay. I'm well, sure she's yeah. out there watching. Yeah, she could yeah, watch she it on the replay. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be on YouTube. It'll also be on the podcast. You could listen to the audio. So, um right. You know, definitely, you know, hope she could check it out and, you know, give us some feedback, you know, what she might yeah, have fun, Nikki. Wait, you're not ready to close down, are you? I mean, you yeah, said no, you're, no. Not, you're not ready to lock up, right? I mean, we can still kick it, right? <laughs> we can still kick it. Uh, right. so, so let me see. We have a couple of comments. We have Steven saying, thanks for keeping jazz alive. Um, we have Lorna. Hey, Eric, so glad to see you. Oh, Lorna. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yvette, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. It's in, um, in a couple of weeks. Um, Debo, my cousin from Atlanta, family, stay strong and let that beauty shine. Thanks. Thanks for supporting, uh, <laughs> doing it up. Absolutely. Um, Yvette, Palm Beach International Jazz Festival, April 24th, live and virtual. Thank you so much, Yvette. Yes. Um, and we have Grecia. I don't know if you know Grecia from Feminine Africa. She's a drummer, percussionist. Um, uh, thank you, Nikki, for such a fantastic and amazing musical guest. And thank you, Eric, for keeping jazz alive. Hey, thank you. You said so from South Africa? Feminine Africa. That's the name of the group. So they do the drums. Uh, she's on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but um, definitely a wonderful soul, talented soul. Um, they have all-women, uh, all multi-ethnic, multi-age um, drum, you know, drum ensemble. So they go out and they perform. They've definitely blessed many of my um, programming with, uh, with their drum beats. So, wow, um, wow. sort of like uh, drum circles. Uh, well, not exactly, but you know, like, yeah, yeah. African, African drums. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I guess drum circles as well, um, okay. workshops. Um, they perform. They perform with other people, other groups. So they, you know, collaborated with other musicians. Um, yeah. uh, definitely someone to. Um, if you don't know her, definitely uh, I'll send you her information. So you please do, please do, because you know drumming is a very spiritual instrument, right? I mean, Absolutely. I've, I've seen people actually get. I don't know. If, you want to call it manifested by spirit and all, but mm -hmm. when those drums start resonating, mm -hmm. things happen. Things happen. There's a reason why. And uh, yeah, definitely. I'd love to have her uh, contact mm -hmm. Make sure maybe we get connected on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do that. Um, yeah, I love drums. I, I love, you know, all types of drums. Um, and um, especially like another one of my go to um, uh, is, uh, is a Sango. 
uh, station on Pandora. So a lot of that Afro-Cuban uh, ja uh, uh, music and with the drums. I love the drums. So oh, yeah. Um, great, that's a great instrument. Yvette. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, happy birthday. <laughs> so happy birthday to you. My my son is the first. My grandmother, may she rest in peace, is the 14th. You're the 15th. I'm the 19th. I'm the last of the Aries uh, Mojica, um, last of the, the Aries group. So I'm on the cusp of the Taurus. So, All these April babies. Yeah. April 15th, you bet. That's tax day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can extend it because of the pandemic. It's extended to March something, but yeah. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they extended it last year, which, you know, they extended it. And then someone says, oh, if you don't owe, it's not like, you know, you could take your time with it, which was wrong because I just <laughs> filed my 2019 earlier this year. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, thought, I, thought, I thought they did away with that, but I guess. Oh, oh. yeah. yeah. There, I think there's an extension. I don't, I don't know exactly what date in May. But there is an extension for for. Hey, Nikki, you don't you don't talk politics on your show, right? Um, that's not my focus. I've had some people that has um, they're affiliated with certain groups, so it's come into the conversation. But that's not really a focus, you know. Um, I'm more like you know. Um, I like to see what people are doing on the ground level and share that. You know, we can turn on the TV to watch them, you know, and again, but I have had some people that were, um, I, there was this one artist in uh, West Palm Beach, Orlando, and he's a part of the Democrat, you know, some organization with the Democrats. And, and I've had people that have uh, political affiliation, but not necessarily like, here, let me share my, my political view um, type uh -huh. of thing. I got you. Uh, I was just curious, you know, because yeah. I know based on what I've seen as far as the circle is concerned, it's been basically, you know, ground-rooted people, you know, artists of different sort of poetry, artistic, you know, drawing and writing, you know, people of that nature. So that's, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, um, so yeah, you know, and then too, you know, anytime, sometimes what happens is, um, you know, uh, especially during election time, sometimes you have people like, oh, let me get on there, you know? And I'm like, eh, no, <laughs> that's not what we're about, you know? And not even, you know, like I, you know, there's a lot of creativity as well. You know, that's one of the, the main, you know, focus of the show. But I also like to see like, when people are using their creativity for a purpose, where they're educating people, they're uplifting people, they're making spaces for other people, um, different ways that people could advocate and, and move the dial forward in a positive way, um, locally, nationally, internationally. Um, so, um, so yeah, I think that gets into a whole nother ballpark. And sometimes, you know, people want to reach out, like, put me on there. And I'm like, uh, do you see? You got <laughs> well, listen, that, that speaks volume. Look at that. You've got people coming out, reaching out to you. Yeah, so what yeah. you need to do is you need to flip the script and you say, okay, not a problem. And then you just give them an invoice or a quote and say, this is what <laughs> it's going to take for you to come on. And then simple as that, you know. Yeah. You go um, for some, you know, $100,000. You want a minute on Nikki Lopez? You pay me a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, I do, you know, and I'm working, you know, I know they have like, you know, your money history and all those things that I know um, that uh, there, there's definitely things I'm growing into money, but I, 
you know, thankfully I'm not motivated by money, you know, because, you know, people get tainted that way, you know, and, and, you know, uh, people can sell out or, you know, sell their soul just to make a dollar. I mean, of course, yes, I love the, you know, all of these things that cost money, right? Wi-Fi, my nice little camera. But I wouldn't want to put it out there. I mean, of course, that being said, I am open to sponsorships that align with what, you know, what I'm currently doing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, because this is a passion project that I've been doing three plus years, but I wouldn't say like, Hey, pay this money to get on there. Like other things that you, that people can do to, to do that. And so I, I, I just value having that distinction of like, I love all the guests that has come on the show and that I'm able to share what they're doing or share a perspective or share, you know, Oh, I had this challenge. This is what I did to get out of it. Um, here's what I'm doing in my little neighborhood, you know, to inspire and to motivate people. So. I'm happy to hear that because I was prepared to pay you money to get on your show because I've been scratching. See, you know, I've been scratching. I mean, yo, I told you that too. When I saw all these other people, and I know you had Valerie Tyson. Of course, I know you had Rita Wilburn and you had another cats and all that. I got to get on this show. So I was thinking, yo, what does it take? You know what I'm saying? But uh, I really, I appreciate that one email. I think I dropped you uh, to you and you were surprised yeah, like yeah. oh i didn't know you were you wanted to be on the show and i was like absolutely yeah yeah tell yeah. you you know don't sell yourself short girl i mean absolutely. i i i big, big things happening on your end and again because you're consistent and you stay on the message and that's what it is all yeah. about and and it's real you know and people will see that it could be you don't have to be live you can see that through this screen and through this camera system but you're real. You're the real deal. Yeah, yeah um, I appreciate that. Know, I wish you don't. I just don't. Don't forget us when you get up there. You know what I'm saying? Don't. When you look back, you know what I'm saying. Say, wait a minute. Yeah. No, there's so many people. I mean, when when I would do shows like back in, you know, I've been doing exhibitions and different things like that since 2008. You know, and sometimes, you know, I there was many performers that I've come to know and love and some of them became good friends of mine over the year years and i would say hey this is what i'm doing is art performance community outreach i don't have any money for you <laughs> you know mm. this is what i'm doing but then something and i'll lay it out you know exactly what i'm doing and you know just being so grateful that there's performers who you know some of them like you know, of course, I've never, I don't advocate for, you know, doing free work, but performers and different people, they say, oh, I see what you're doing. I want to support that. I, I, I'm there for so many years. So anytime that I do get an opportunity that I could bring on someone and pay them, mm-hmm. I, I'm jumping right into that pool of people who supported me, you know, through those years or people that I know that's doing that. And I think that's just, you know, a good way to go because, there were times that, you know, I was doing things that not even a shoestring budget, you know, I'd sent out a couple little emails and my aunt, here's $20, here's $50. Of course, that's a drop in a bucket when you're programming a show. But I was just grateful and just, you know, seeing how things evolve and, and, um, and you know, and um, 
being, you know, connected and uh, with my community and sharing as much as possible, you know. So, you know, this is also part of what this, you know, the circle is about, you know, the community, the, you know, there's so many people that's doing great work in the community. Um, sometimes people, if they don't have that money, right, they don't have that, you know, um, the, the financial connections to get, you know, um, uh, media, you know, coverage it doesn't mean they're not doing great work. It just means they may not have the resources to afford um, a PR person, all those things. And if, you know, just being in the community over the so many years doing art and doing design and different things and working with a lot of grassroots, you know, those are the people, you know, most of the people that come on, you know, of course, I'm, I always love meeting new people, um, but most of the people that come on, I've worked with them or, they, you know, I've known of them, I've done stuff with them, you know, to some capacity. So, and sharing that. Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm a strong advocate for, it's not so much what you know, it's who you know. And <laughs> trust me when I say, um, although this pandemic came on, but prior to that, Eric and the Jammers, we were slamming. I mean, we were out there, we were doing a number of things. And, and when we get back, which we eventually will get back to doing live once this whole Lemma is, is old somewhat. Um, I would love to offer you my platform, whatever you need. I mean, if you're talking about you need something, uh, you need Eric, I need to pitch something to your audience for whatever. I will, yo, the invitation is out there. It was, it was out there. You could come on stage and you can kick it however you want to kick it. Uh, that is what I would commit to you. Because again, I, I, I really appreciate the fact that you invited at me on tonight and talking and we're just kicking it. Oh, and it is April Jazz, you know, Jazz. Rita. Oh, Rita just came on. <laughs> Yo, Rita, nine twenty, and you're coming on now. Yeah, it's just like a gig, man. I tell her, show nine o'clock. She comes on at nine thirty. Talking about Eric, I'm ready. Yeah, we're not Yo, about to be a glass See, Rita, me and Rita, we got this thing going. You know, she's from Memphis, Tennessee, and I'm from the Boogie Down Bronx. But this girl, as far as her time, I swear, she must be from the Caribbean Islands, man. So, yeah. All love, Rita. All love, baby. Nah, but this is good. I love it, man. The wine is kicking on my end. How you feeling over there? Like, you okay? I'm good. I'm drinking my uh, snazzy uh, chlorophyll water. Oh. Are you serious? Yeah. You drink water. I never heard of that. What's that? I have it's water and it, I have liquid chlorophyll. So you know, I I am a little bit of a low key health nut with some things. Oh, I'm not. There's some health benefits in having you know the chlorophyll in your water. Um, so sometimes when I drink it and you know I have a big jug, but for my show I try to be a little fancy and, and drink from a glass instead of my big jug. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, I just got off of work. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you have any um, self-care practices or anything that you do? Like, okay, some people, you know, music is their downtime. Do you have something that you do outside of music um, and your work? Um, um you know, it, it's, I'm a man of faith and, and I may not 
when you look at me and I kick it and I talk and you say, oh, Eric is a type of guy that hangs out all the time. And all. You may not see it, but I really am. And, and the reason why is I, I would have to give props to my wife. Uh, my wife keeps me grounded. She is one woman that I could not. I mean, if she doesn't go, for instance, as an example, to church on Sunday, her whole week is just, <laughs> it's not complete. Mm -hmm. Missing something, and you can see that in her demeanor. Um, but based on that, I may not, you know, tell her that as often as I should, but I can feed off it. And, mm -hmm. and I think that my whole self is is just sort of meditating and, and thinking of things that past, and of course, what will. Future, I mean, what I assume will come in the future. Obviously, I can't predict the future, but it's the fact that it's faith, it's knowing that there's a power beyond my control that stems to. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's the saying goes, it is what it is. You know, I kind of like lift up and say, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm 60 years old. I'll be 61 years old. I live life. And I, I'm sorry. No, I said, wow. Oh, I, thought you said, I thought you said you're looking. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> but anyway, I, um, uh, I I just simply take life as it is. I've been blessed. I've got two beautiful children. They're all successful. Uh, my wife, again, you know, she's my rock. I might go out there. I might hang out with the music scene. Oh, flirting and all that. Yeah, I am flirting. I don't hide that. But there's a limitation to everything. Mm -hmm. and that's where it goes. So to answer your question, I would say my life is in tune and in check. That's not what I'm not talking about ball and chain or a bull whip. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just simply saying me. You know, again, she may not hear it as well. Listening to me right now. That's that's me. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. It's beautiful. You like that? You like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me show you something up. Nah, nah, <laughs> there I go. Yeah, that's the boogie down Bronx in me, you know. Right. Yo, this wine is kicking, baby. You should have something of this. I got something. Happy birthday to you, early birthday. Yeah, all the April. All the April babies. <laughs> Is Rita's birthday in April also? Yep. The yep. Oh, man. Happy birthday, Rita. I know um, Randy Langione, a great guitarist locally down here. He plays with us quite a bit. He, he just celebrated a birthday. And if you, if it's okay, Nikki, I'd like to mention a couple. I'd like to give a couple of shout-outs to a couple sure. of guys. Is that okay, Eric? Randy Langione, guitarist. Whoa! Off the chain when you hear this guy play. You're never going to want any other guitarists. This guy is here. Bait, Burt Boys, bass player. I've got a couple of drummers. Doc Allison, Phoenix Rivera. Phenomenal. Keyboard players, Nevada, Henry, and Burkhart. I mean, again, I'm just rattling off, okay? If, you, if I don't mention the name, guys, don't hold it against me, okay? Um, uh, Yami Mustafa, trumpet. You know, uh, Gary Palmer, sax player. Gary's a great sax player. You got to check him out. Um, you know, Yvette Norwood Tiger, of course, singer. And, of course, 
my girl, you know. Wilbur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I just love the music that these guys offer. And again, I'm far from being a musician. I'm not even on their caliber. And mm -hmm. I just appreciate it. And I just want to share that with those that mm -hmm. have no clue. Sometimes I feel like holding them down. But you know, that's just what you do so important and so special, right? Because you have, I know some musicians, they're like so grossly, not gross, they're, they're shy. They won't get out there. They won't put that, you know, so um, there's uh, musicians, DJ, even artists, people, you know? So you have someone that says, hey, I, you know, I could play. I may not, you know, but I want to amplify this person, you know, right. and right. you're saying like, okay, I have some tools. I could create a brand. I could create the hype. I could, you know, that's still so important because you need both, right? You, you know, you have the work that you're, you know, the, the musicians work, the talent, um, and they may not always, um, the people who have that talent on such a high level may not always have that other component about to hype it up to or to organize it, to brand it, to program it. So you need both of those to work hand in hand. So you're I think you're absolutely right. 100%. You just knocked the nail in the head. And that's, and I, and I saw that from the time that I, when I started Eric in the Jazz as the drummer, when I pulled away as the drummer, that's the aspect that I was concentrating on because to be honest with you, if you take someone like a, a Rita Wilburn or Bet Norwood Tiger or any musician out there and they start kicking it like, oh yeah, I'm good, I'm that, you know, it sounds cocky. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's yeah, people are not going to be receptive. But if you catch a cat like me that says, yo, you gotta listen to Rita, or you gotta listen to me better, you gotta listen to Randy, then that's a totally different scene, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right. So you need someone on the outside. Usually they call those people managers or you know, people that count and all that. But yeah, you need that. And as a musician, you should only be concentrating on the music. You be concentrating. A lot of times musicians then slash business people, it's kind of a hard thing to do. You know, it really is. It's, it's hard to do. <laughs> you know about that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> It's hard. It really yeah. is, you know. And uh, so, if a musician is out there and he concentrates strictly on the music and whatnot, and he trusts and he has someone that can concentrate on the business side of it, because again, everybody's got to eat. You know, it can't be done. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a freebie here and there, but it's got to eat. You know, and uh, you have to be attentive. Mm -hmm. That's another thing too. A lot of musicians. So, I mean, again, I, the audience is key. You know, without the audience, without the fan base, you don't have anything per se. I mean, you can self satisfy yourself by playing the music. But if you want to get out there, you got to satisfy And again, if you ever get an opportunity to come to American Jazz, you'll see it's not just simply phenomenal music. It's, it's they, the band incorporates you inside where they are, they make you live in. Feel what they're feeling at the moment. You don't feel like you're on the outside. You feel like you're in. You feel like, yo, I'm down with you guys, you know. And 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 that's that's the beauty of that. To be honest. 
What's the best way for people to, because I know you have a Facebook and an Instagram. What's the, and I posted both of them in the links. What's the best way for people to reach out to you, see where you're performing this or what's going on or support in any form? Um, probably Facebook. Uh, I probably do more Facebook than any other social media. So uh, mm -hmm. if you were to go to, uh, we have a Facebook called Eric and the Jazzers. Uh, type that in. I try to, Try my due diligence and try to post as often as I can on that page, upcoming events and all. Sometimes I, mm -hmm. I fail on that, but <laughs> I try to do it. I don't have somebody, I don't have a secretary doing that. So it's when I get into it, I do it. I get into it. But um, Facebook is probably the number one thing. And then on Facebook also, you know, go on the Facebook page, you'll see information number, not hiding, no anybody any money. So you can call me up, 954-592-7378. So you can give me a holler. You can call me. You can ask me what's happening down the road. And if it's not about Eric and the Jazz, by all means, I've connected with a couple of people like uh, Jeanette Pina, and she's got hosting the South Water Jazz List. If it's all about jazz, by all means, you need to come to Eric and the Jazz And then from there, we can tie you up to a lot of but uh, yeah, absolutely. I see Yvette is saying happy April birthday, Rita. <laughs> Love. And, oh, <laughs> and Chantel. That's my wife right there. Yo, shut. What's up, baby? <laughs> That's my wife. She's like, I hope you were listening when he was just blowing you up. <laughs> saying more, you're his, his rock. His. <laughs> Oh, baby, don't so yeah, the question was, what do you do for self-care? And he mentioned how you're his rock, his inspiration. Uh, you got you go to church and he feeds off of that. And, you know, and just he said a lot of really wonderful things. So. Um, <laughs> that was, that was what time it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn, Huh? I said I can talk to you all night. What's yes, up? yeah. yeah. Um, if you had access to a time machine, where would you go and why? The past or the future? Oh, definitely go to the past. I would definitely go to the past. I mean, God, yo, just getting on this whole thing, I had to call my son on the phone. You were there, so you heard the conversation. I'm not savvy when it comes to this whole new technology. I mean, I embrace it, obviously, because I don't want to be left behind. But I am far from being savvy. In the past, oh, what I know today, if I would have known, and of course, everybody's, if they know what they knew back then today, it wouldn't be the same thing. I'd be a burn surgeon or whatever. But no, the past. I think that the past had a flavor that was a little bit different than what we're experiencing now. And I'm talking about in general, uh, society in general. I think there was more respect in the past. I think that the music was better. Believe it or not, I mean, again, I'm not downing the music today, but I think that the music was much better. I, I'm a strong advocate for live music. Um, mm. You know, there's a saying, tracks are whack, but <laughs> I, I don't like, I don't want to go to a place and hear tracks, you know. I, mm -hmm. I, I that's not my thing, you know. I mean, I, I'm not knocking it, mm -hmm. but that's not my thing. I'd rather hear a live band. Yeah. You yeah. Got, and, and you tend to leave, you know, in the past there were, Bands that were live, you have a drummer, bass player, a keyboard player, a horn, a singer. Whereas today, 
you'll have a singer and then you'll have like an electronic device in the back playing everything else and yeah not the yeah. same thing you know so i would definitely be in in the past but with a little bit more knowledge than i did back mm -hmm. then a little foolish i i, I used a lot of a lot of time and i could probably different i'm just saying i don't know yeah, it's, yeah. It's good. You know, I'm, I'm sure you what would you rather future or past um <laughs> I definitely, I, there's parts of, it depends on the day. Like, you know, we're talking about jazz and jazz appreciation. So I think because I listen to so much Coltrane, I would love to hear Coltrane. Like, I get emotional. Like, I get goosebumps. I'll cry. Be like, oh, my God, it's so pretty. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So... I think um, there, it depends on the day and the time and the moment, but as we're talking about jazz, um, to, to listen to Coltrane Live, uh, Miles Davis, um, there's a few of them. You know, Billie Holiday, I love Billie Holiday. Um, so to sit now, I don't want the issues of those times. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I need to zap out of there before, you know, yeah. some white robes come out. But um, to listen to, uh, to go to the past and to hear some of the music that I feel, you know, because, you know, like for me with music, um, depending, I get anchored into a time period based on that music, right? And so I go, like, I'll have a song and I love it so much and I loop it to like, everybody's annoyed with me and I don't mind, that's, that's how I listen to it. But then when I hear it, it brings me back to that moment and I go through phases. I mean, there's definitely some things that are go-to, I always go back to. So um, to listen to uh, some of the musicians that I've that I've loved or that took me through a really challenging time or um, picked me up when I was, you know, in a moment or just that I enjoy listening to, you know, I like to listen to music loud and put some bass on whenever possible. Um, so I think, yeah, for the, I definitely would go to the past and sit into some, you know, the um, you know, the Harlem Renaissance, uh, listen to Langston Hughes, you know. Um, so Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I think that the past holds a lot of um riches for mm -hmm. it's just yeah, you know, the music that we perform, and I'm talking again, the real jazz, Duke Ellington, the Charlie Parker. I wasn't born. I didn't grow up in that era. You know what I mean? I that was I grew up in the 70s, 80s. Again, as I mentioned earlier, I was growing up with hip hop in the Boogie Down Bronx, you know? Mm -hmm. But I had that little sore spot because of the introduction to the Max Roach on the drums and all. So that jazz, it just clicked in my head. And, you know, and it's always been there in the back of the head, although I, you know, go after into other genres. But because April is Jazz Appreciation Month and Jazz is a dying breed. And, I, and I'm not scared to say it. It is a dying breed. I mean, a lot of people are, you know, go out there and you tell a club owner, you know, uh, you'd like to play. And they say, well, what genre do you plan on? Jazz. Oh, no, no, no. That's okay. Because they don't think they're going to fill up the place. You know? They want to get the young college kids coming in there, buying the bottles and beers and all, because that's how they make their flow. That's, 
Mm-hmm. It was this place, you know, and uh, it was in Miami, um, New Orleans, and uh, they just closed. And the owners over there, yeah, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get down there, but I had a lot of the musician friends that were down there and all. And the owners were doing this thing, and they were suffering. They weren't making the money to maintain the place, but they'd been open for years, and they kept as long as they could until finally they closed down. And that's what happened, unfortunately, with jazz um, People don't come out there to buy jazz music. And that's where I come in to help vibrate, you know, mm-hmm. tell these people, you need to come out here and check this thing out. And luckily, you know, it's a numbers game. If I get 10 people to come out and I get one person to come back, that's it. The next 10 people, another person, that's two. You know, and that that's the name of the game. And, and that's my mission. I mm-hmm. ask music with others. Mm-hmm. Be open to, you know, talk to me. Absolutely. Yeah. We have uh, Yvette saying, I love John Coltrane. Absolutely. Does it? Another musician, yeah. Jay Pops. What's up, yeah. Nikki? <laughs> Kim J. This, yo, <laughs> this chick, man, let me tell you, and I call her a chick because she's always calling me Pops. Oh, oh. she must be like maybe. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna say, no, <laughs> baby, but hey, I'm not that old. But that's all right. It's all in love, man. She's a yeah. great tax player. That girl, oh man, you should hear her. I told her. Was on the yeah, we need to bring her up here and all, but it seems like it's always a clash and all that. You know, it's, I don't know the schedule, but she, she goes out there and she does a lot of work out there. And, mm-hmm. and she's a good sax player. Beautiful sax player, and I love that when you see a woman playing a saxophone, mm-hmm. it's so sexy. I don't know for whatever reason, you know, it's just the read, you know, the whole thing, and it's just a sexy feel, you know. And uh, jazz is a sexy thing too, you know. You just, as I mentioned earlier, you get intimate, you know, and that you concentrate on one instrument when you're listening to a jazz band. Just kind of concentrate on one instrument and let that instrument take you where it wants to take you. That's how. That's the feel of it. You don't have to be embarrassed. You don't have to be shy because everybody's in the same zone. You know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the beauty of it. And that's why doing this whole jazz thing. Yvette is saying the lyrics to Equinox. I wrote, what was that? What did she say? I wrote the lyrics to Equinox. Equinox. You lost me on that, Yvette. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about, Yvette? <laughs> Yeah, I'm on my third glass of wine, baby. <laughs> Seventy-five cent word. What are you talking about? What is she? You know what she's talking about? No. You know what no. she's talking about? Wrote the lyrics to act. What does that mean? Uh, Yvette, explain yourself. Uh, and listen, I don't have to be at work until like ten o'clock tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you don't have a problem with that, do you? No, no, no. We, we we're gonna wrap up because I know. Um, Oh man, no. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll chat some more. Definitely. I really I enjoyed having you on. Oh, it said um the song on my CD, Love Is. There she is promoting the gag. Oh, not oh. the lyrics, but wrote lyrics to it. Oh, okay. 
Oh, oh, I'm Louis said John Coltrane Equinox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, picture that, baby. Yeah, she's from Detroit, <laughs> Michigan. Yvette Norwood Tiger thinks that Detroit has something over the New York City as far as jazz is concerned. Yo, uh, keep to your Barry Gordon, you all that, baby. Yo, jazz, yo. You ain't touching it, baby. I'm telling you, I'm straight up. I'm straight up. Okay? Yeah. Uh, keep my butt. Anyway, Nikki. Yes. What are you saying? You saying good night? Yeah, I mean, I, I I could talk all night too, but I know, um, you know, it's a half an hour show. We've de definitely gone past the hour. <laughs> yeah, we have. Right? What time is it right now? What time it's is it? uh, nine forty-three. Nine forty-three. Yeah. Wow, we've been on for well over an hour. Then. Right? Yeah. Oh, Judy, night dog. Hello. Thanks for popping in. We're wrapping up soon. We're glad that you popped in. Um, oh, Motown. Yeah, Detroit. There you go. Uh, okay, but yeah. <laughs> yo, Judy Brown. Yo. Yes. A while. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. listen. Do you um? You come on every Tuesday. Give it to me again. Every Tuesday. Well, actually, I was every Tuesday for three plus years. But last month, I started doing um, the first and the third Tuesday of the month. First and the third Tuesday of the month. So this is the first Tuesday of April. Yes. Okay, yep. so it'll be back on the third. Yep. And the third Tuesday, um, um, I'm waiting to have a confirmation because it's also, you know, poetry month. So there's a lot going on in April. Um, so that'll be the 20th. And who would you have? You don't know yet? Um, well, I'm waiting for them to confirm. So I'm, you know, looking to have a poet because it's also uh, Poetry Month. Um, April is a month of poetry. So um, there is um, a poet that I'm waiting to hear back from him to confirm that time. You know, sometimes it depends on, you know, because um, sometimes I try to book up as much as I can. And then sometimes it's like, okay, now we're getting to the end of it. Now we got to cycle back through. Um, but, um, but, you know, I, you know, I'm just exploring that because I've been consistent. Like I haven't, you know, I started January, 2018, every Tuesday, no matter where I'm at. If I was in Chicago, if I was in Israel, if I was in New York, I found somebody to, um, to bring on the show and talk to. So I have a couple of like really big projects. So I'm like, you know, let me give a little space and, and there's a lot of virtual programming as well. So, um, just given a little, um, there's a lot of virtual programming out now, and there's also a lot of virtual programming that I've been doing, um, especially since the pandemic, you know, a lot of um, artist talks and other talks and talking about some of the history of like Broward County and the black legacy of Broward and um, indigenous, you know, legacies of Broward. So um, just giving a little bit of space and see how that is, because, you know, I love this. It's also, you know, it's a passion project of mine. So um, I want to keep it going as much as possible, as long as possible. So just exploring to do it twice a month and see how that goes. You know, maybe a little later on down the road, I might go back to the once a week thing. Um, so. Hey, well, hey, listen, uh, for the viewers that are out there, this is the first time that Nikki and I are actually communicating. I mean, we. We've never met in person, and but uh, I've been a big fan of this young lady here. And uh, Mickey, I, I, again, I, I don't know how to, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but 
um, my platform, which is Eric and the Jazz is playing out there and all that, is open anytime you need to for whatever reason. Uh, I really appreciated the moment that you've given me here. We had a great conversation. Yes. I told you earlier I was looking so forward to kicking it with you because I felt that you were so real and all. And uh, for those that have joined us and all, I wish you. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as well. Uh, I know Yvette did. <laughs> Rita, you're in there. And my wife, Chantal, I know you guys did. And Stephen Tiger, of course. Yvette uh, did the Bronx. <laughs> yeah. It's not the Bronx. It's the boogie down Bronx, baby. Right? You're going to say it, say it right, yeah? But nevertheless, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it is April. It's Jazz Appreciation Month. And uh, by all means, all you guys, if you have an opportunity to go to your local as spot, be it whatever. Uh, thanks, to Eric. Yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, if you, if you, I'm just throwing a little something, real quick. Absolutely, I got yeah. my little record player. I have a couple records, so I have a, uh, I have a Coltrane record. I can't remember which one offhand, but um, definitely going to be playing some of that uh, a little later on this evening. That's what I'm talking about. That's yo. As soon as I get off on here, I'm going to go to my room. I'm going to turn on that. Hey, Google, I want to hear the best of Miles Davis. And they go, uh -huh. you know, uh, blues. Uh, I, again, guys, if you have an opportunity to go out there and listen to live jazz music, by all means, go sinking on the phone. Go check it out. Yeah. You know, if you haven't heard it, it's not. It, it's not really that difficult, you know. You get you get people that say, "Oh, jazz is so out there; it's all over the place, and all that." Mm hmm. Be up on that one instrument when you go out there and listen to that. Yeah, one I want to definitely. That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it, and then before you know, it, what's this? Absolutely. And we have Leslie said, "Nice to get introduced to Nikki's show and to Eric and the Jazzers, NYC represent." Absolutely, I'm from New York too. Okay. Um, <laughs> Eric may know another jazz saxophonist, Tony Smith, who was the DJ on WFDU in New Jersey. Yes, yes, Tony. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh, man. Whoa. You see what I'm talking about, girl? You go over, you know, you're going all out there. I'm down here in Fort Lickerdale, and here you go with somebody coming down from New York talking about Tony. Yeah. Oh, man. You got to run this show for a while. <laughs> don't, don't, don't quit on us, baby. And uh, yeah, but uh, getting back again. Thank you, thank you, Nikki. And one day we'll get to meet. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we actually, I was there at the jazz club one at a time. Yeah, um, but I know you, <laughs> yeah, you were surrounded by all your girls at the table and whatnot. And of course, Rita was like, yo, Protecting you. I don't know what's up, man. I was just in the background, you know, but uh, <laughs> you know, but one of these days for sure, man. We're gonna we're absolutely gonna Absolutely. So um yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So you know, we this is definitely a very long extended show. Um, but I just love the energy and thank you all for you know who's been rocking here over an hour with us. Um, those who are on Facebook, we're on 1310 Galleries Facebook page, we're on Nikki Lopez Creatives Facebook page, we're on my profile. We're in the group called The Circle, where many of the people that I've already interviewed over the years is in that group. So that group is packed with a lot of talent, a lot of inspiration, a lot of motivation, a lot of action happening. So definitely invite you all to join in. Um, please consider sharing this video. 
you know, you ha may have some other musicians or budding musicians in your midst that might get inspired and motivated to start something new, to listen to some jazz, um, to connect with Eric and the Jazzers. Um, so definitely please consider sharing the video. Um, Oh, Debo, bless up y'all, enjoyed it. Great people, really motivating. Absolutely, absolutely, thank you. So The Circle is brought to you by Nikki Lopez Creative as well as What's Your Elephant. So What's Your Elephant is a movement that I founded many years ago. It's, it's a movement that uses the arts to create a safe space to talk about anything unspoken. So there's exhibitions, there's talks, there's workshops. You know, all the projects that I'm working with connect to What's Your Elephant and that cause in some way. If you want to find out more about what I'm doing and support it or check it out, you could go to whatsyourelephant.org. You could also go to Linktree um, slash Nikki Lopez 19. And, you know, um, you could also check out Eric and the Jazzers. They're on Facebook. It's L Jazz Live. Um, there's also Instagram. Eric Jazzers. So Instagram.com backslash Eric Jazzers, and you could connect to them. Um, if you are watching this on the replay, or if you've listened to this on any of the podcasts, thank you so much for uh, listening and joining us. And um, if you're able to leave a comment, please do share the word out. And, uh, you know, this show, like I said earlier, it's been... Um, every Tuesday, but it's now twice a month. So the first and the third Tuesday um, uh, is where we're going to be uh, doing the programming. And thanks so much again, Eric, for um, having you, um, ha being on the show. I loved having you on, loved talking to you and getting to know a little bit more about you. And I just love what you're doing um, in the music community, in the jazz community, and you know, local South Florida community. I love what you're doing, the energy, um, the passion, the commitment, you know, I think it's definitely inspiring and I hope to uh, see more of, of what you got going on. So, so I'm gonna... <laughs> thank you. And uh, I want to I want to end it by just simply saying when I say Eric, you say jazz is Eric. Jazz. jazz. <laughs> no, thank you so much, Nikki. I appreciate it. I'm not going to hold you. I know, you know, you want to yeah. hear your Coltrane, you know, when you get off, so that's all right. So thank you again, and on behalf of Eric and Jazzers, I hope I see you, and I hope I see you guys all out there, and come out and support again. If it's not Eric and the Jazzers, it's your local live jazz band. Check it out. Thank Have you. Have a good night. Thank you.